Last time on Gathering of the Ages. Where do you go from here? What's going to happen? I was hoping that you could be my mouthpiece in this regard. <sighs> the people of the village see me as no more than a monster, a boogeyman. Mm, you're the devil in gray they keep seeing. That is in one name I have been given. If they keep this up, many of them will probably die. Old forests like this have strong spirits, and those strong spirits don't go down very easily. And I don't think this town is equipped to take on a full-scale fairy backlash. No, the, f the fae would kill many of them. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to the podcast, the Gathering of the Ages podcast, to be precise. I'm here to present to you another great episode. Before we do, though, just a quick reminder, if you are interested, uh, jump on the Patreon. Consider donating to us if your heart desires to do so. Get access to some sweet exclusives, like some deleted scenes, uh, extra content, things like that, and you also get early access to all of our episodes, as well as the new stuff that we're producing right now. Uh, more information will come out about that a little bit later as we get closer to releasing that, but if you want to learn all about it and get early access to it, you can go on the Patreon and check that out. A massive thank you to Nathaniel Saldivar for becoming our latest patron. Thank you so much. Your support of the show means so much to all of us here, and we sincerely appreciate the fact that you, you came on and, and donated to our, our humble little Patreon. So thank you so much, Nathaniel. We hope that you uh, all enjoy this episode. This is episode 132, Ritual Friday. Welcome back, everybody! Hello! We're here in the basement, gonna record another episode. It's a beautiful Saturday. It is actually a beautiful Saturday. <clears throat> what Wilford Brimley movie are we gonna talk about today? All of them. We're gonna go through here his entire life's career. His I IMDb. literally have never seen any movie with him in it. <laughs> I learned sad. that last week. You're depriving yourself of I the... looked at his I IMDb and I was what? like... I bet you you have seen something. No, I really? looked at his page on IMDb and it's like... These movies all came out 50 years ago. <laughs> I've never seen any of Lie. them. Lie. The Firm is not that old. <laughs> and, and neither Brigham is Brigham City. City. not even that old. Oh, my god. Yes, they are. No, it's not. Let's see the most recent Brigham movie. City came out when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's not, there's no it's way like it's over 50 15 years, years old, you fathead. Let me, let's see <laughs> oh, oh what gosh. his most recent movie was. <laughs> Well, I don't think he's acting anymore. I think he's retired. Is Most he of them were in yeah. the 80s. Oh, okay. He had yeah, some I was in the 90s. Too. I thought he passed away. Yeah, I don't. Thought I had heard nobody that. worry. Wolfer Brimley is still is with still us. Still a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, we can all hold him very dear. <laughs> that makes me wonder if he's had a death hoax before or not. I think he has. I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, I want to say he has. He was a born in Salt Lake City. He was. He was born right here in, mm -hmm. in the, the Salt Lake Valley. The great state of Utah. Diabetes. <laughs> the great it's state, not of, the state diabetes. of diabetes. <laughs> so he's we're been well actually, on our way. <laughs> we're the capital of diabetes. He's been in three movies in the last ten years, actually. 
See, well, he is getting on in age. Never heard of any of them. Go ahead, name them. <laughs> Let me see if I've heard of them. One's called I Believe. No. Never heard of it. One's I Believe. Timber the Treasure Dog. That's oh, so awesome. he voice something. No, these are all like live, live action. Live Seriously, <laughs> Timber the Treasure Dog's yeah, life. I gotta watch that. Now. You wanna hear something really and sad? And there's one called Mask that I learned yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Wait a minute, Mask with Jim Carrey? No, not the Mask. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess it's just called Mask. Wilford Brimley, and <laughs> Jim ma- Carrey. I was like, why would mask. he be in that movie? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Not. All right. No, uh, I've literally never seen any. Oh, he was in Seinfeld in one episode. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you know who hasn't seen that? Zachary. Zachary. I have not <laughs> seen any of that. He was in an episode of Seinfeld? One, oh, he was in one episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I could see him in that show. Yeah. He's the real Walker, Texas literally, Ranger. Literally. <laughs> he is. Sorry, Chuck. He is Walker, else. Texas Ranger. It's based on his life. <laughs> he started the Rangers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the load ranger. Walker, <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger is just a true you know when story. The firm came yeah. out? Wilford Brimley's life. Gross. All right. Well, enough Wilford Br- talking Wilford Brimley. We're going to get back into the episode. Yeah, enough talking about Wilford Brimley. I need to tell you guys something really <clears throat> sad that I learned. What? Do you, Why are you bringing us to Do you guys remember Jimmy Stewart? Good yes, old of Jimmy course. Stewart. Yes. Do you want to know what his last role was? Mr. Kruger's Christmas, I think. Nope. Oh. His last role was voicing Wiley Burp, the dog, in Five Will Goes <gasps> Was that really his last <laughs> that role? That was his last Aww, role. Oh, how sweet. His... That's kind of sweet. Why is that sad? I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you look at that, uh, if you listen to his last line, it actually is pretty, uh, when you think that it's his last one in the movie, it's pretty It's pretty cute. Remember Five Will, another one man's sunset is another man's dawn. And if you... Oh, right yeah. out there yonder, heart open, you might find that you're the hero you've been looking for. <laughs> oh my! Actually, I gotta give that, that was a pretty little good. applause. Thank you. That was Thank pretty you. impressive, yes. Jimmy Stewart. Thank you. Before we get started, oh I feel God. the slight need to rectify something that I got wrong, and that we all got wrong. What? Uh, I already told Spencer about this. But oh yeah, this is yeah. pertinent information. Yeah. This is important. So, oh, this actually pertains, this pertains to yeah. the game and the show. And the the show. I got this wrong. When I said that taking 20 takes 20 minutes for an action that can be done in run one round, that's wrong. It's actually two minutes. So to take to do take 20 on an action that would normally take one round. So like, uh, I'm not entirely sure what that would. Um, well, because a scale check. Around is yeah, just like, yeah. Six I think seconds. like perception would normally take one round. Uh, to take 20 on that, it only takes two minutes oh, instead okay. of 20 minutes. Cool. And uh, to continue this subject. You cannot take 20 on knowledge checks, which and we did in a few, a few oh, episodes ago. Oh, because uh, you either know it or you don't. There's yeah. no, because I'm think about the it Because the premise longer. of taking 20 means you're rolling a d20 you can when several you're times. researching. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need, like, access to, a, like, a vast expanse of right. knowledge to, to take a library. 20 So yeah. if you're reading books and things, you can yeah, take 20. Yeah, you can take a 20. Which but is what like, did. Without any of that, you can't take 20. But we did do it without stuff. All right, good to keep in mind going forward. Uh, I also d- don't believe you can take twenty on skill checks that are opposed by someone else's role. Yeah, like diplomacy or, or bluff or yeah, stealth or something or... like that. If someone else is rolling against you, I don't think you can take twenty on a roll. 
Um, yeah. And stuff like acrobatics, you can't take a 20 inside of combat. It has to be outside of combat. Okay. All good facts that I will forget. <laughs> so have that page open, Zachary, is what I'm saying. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, so I'll probably just remember it. All right. Thank you, Zachary, uh, for doing that ho- little bit of homework for us. Uh, last episode, we wrapped up the uh, the story in Chastile. I thought that, that went pretty good. Uh, we had, uh, you know, th- what appeared to be one case at first that the townspeople thought was this this monster in the forest this monster wolf in the forest ended up being three separate cases but they were all the and like the biggest connection they had is that they all just lived in the little logging community and those dang kids have a lot to answer for if they don't write a letter to their parents and tell them where they are And, uh, and yes, kids ran away, you healed a man, you learned that the demon wolves had come through a short while ago. Dang kids worrying the entire community, but we're in love! <laughs> and then, uh, Faven had an interesting conversation with the creature that they call the Devil in Grey, and found out that it was some kind of magical creature that could change shape into- Was her wolf form grey? It was, like, whitish grey. It was kind of like a light gray, mm. like a snowy gray. I was just wondering why they called her gray when she was white. Because she was a little bit gray. That's what I'm just. You said she was white, so I was confused. <laughs> her okay. dress no, was her, her dress, dress was, was white, white. And, her and her hair, hair was white. white. Yes, but her fur was like. I imagine it kind of silvery. Yeah, and that's why they call yeah. her gray. So, or she's just old. There you go. Yeah, she's old, so they call her the. The devil in gray because she's got grays. She's got the gray roots, baby. You know, I'm just like all old women. It's fairly a fact that all ladies have gray hair. Uh, Tyler, stop. You put your <laughs> foot in your mouth, Tyler. You know You're digging Constantly. a deeper and deeper yeah. hole for yourself. The email is Tyler. to Tyler, Tyler Manning at Gathering Ages. Is it not a fact? Tyler, Dot hand com. me the shovel, please. Hand me the shovel. Stop digging so your I can own hit grave. It with, so I can hit him with it. <laughs> Uh, and so Faven had this conversation with this this magical creature, uh, and you never quite found out what she was. Uh, she spoke to Faven in common. She um, doesn't even know, does she? What? She doesn't really know what she is either. That's an excellent question, She Philip. just knows kind of that she, she said she didn't know. know. She just knows that she speaks for the trees. That's an excellent question, She Philip. said she didn't know. Uh, I yeah. asked her. And she said, she said she wasn't sure. She was she said she wasn't sure how she came to be, and she told Faven, yeah, "You don't have to be coy about everything." Yes, I do. <laughs> That's my shtick. <laughs> uh, it's like, my so it's my coy shtick. So we're in the ghost town that we've been looking for, right? That's an excellent question. Are you? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> so you, Can we stop is traveling now, bitter? or do you want us to roll another survival <laughs> oh. check? For a forced march and pass our objective because no. you didn't want to pony up an answer. Oh, my god! Somebody, wrong Somebody side did of bed. wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe uh, we should re- move our recording time to, like, afternoon. Afternoon so that Philip's a little bit more friendly. We're going to uh, record at 8 o'clock at night now. I am a joy to no, be thank around. You. I am a sweet treat. <laughs> I am a delight. Uh, anyway, the... And Faven took what she said 
no question, just went along with it. At face at value. At face value, and then returned to the town, and then... Uh, uh, talk Bring it to, on, old ladies. Talk to Gregor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my Tyler, stop! Uh, talk oh to Gregor and let gosh. Gregor know what was going on and that they needed to slow down their logging production. Uh, otherwise, the forest would start to fight back. And then the mayor said that he would, and we took him completely at his word. Was that dumb? Was that dumb of us? Okay, you can need to be quiet. Z- Zachary, go sit on him. Can you? Can someone mute him? Can I? Are you actually giving me permission? I just want you to. I've been mute waiting him. for this date for months. Sheesh. And then uh, you left the. I know this recap's taken like fifteen minutes. So, <laughs> uh, and then you uh, left the town. Uh, I'm going to kind of pull it back a little bit. You guys are on the ferry right now, leaving the town. And uh, Gregor is on the ferry with you, seeing you off, making sure that you get across safely. And then also to, uh, you know, pay the ferryman for your your travel expenses. All right. What? You don't want him to pay for it? You want to pay for it? No, I was just confused. Why? Because he's on the going. raft with us? No, just keep or going. Or the ferry? I just don't understand how a mountain can ride a raft. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's gotta a ferry. Got to get one more in. <laughs> yeah, got to get one more in. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and so, yes, you're on, the, you're on the little barge, and you're crossing this river. The river is about, like, 20 feet at its deepest point. A big river you got to cross over. It's big enough for, you know, small boats to come through and travel because uh, uh, I do believe the river runs all the way down uh, to the south of Ustalov and like The river runs through it. Yes, Philip, thank you. The river uh, runs deep. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Why is there so many bad jokes? Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, it probably goes all the way down south to the capital, and so this is like a, like a trade route uh at least for you know to transport the logs out of the chastile you know very very uh smart design on whoever built the the town and we find ourselves on the little barge um as you guys are crossing the river probably take like oh 10 minutes or so so in that 10 minutes gregor's uh continuing to talk to you he went with us He's just crossing with you, oh, he's making sure that you get ways. over safe. I thought we'd made it to the town already. No. No, no we're, no, crossing we're the heading river. that way. You're heading okay. that way. I just pulled it back a little bit. So Gregor uh, continues talking to Fave, and he's just, you know, he's he's a little worried. And uh, he says, I am, I, I appreciate all, all that you've done for this, for my town. How do you recommend, do you have any, uh, you're, you're a nature guy. Faven, you, 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 you know the trees well. You're a, you're a regular Ranger Rick, you are. Yeah. And uh, how do you how do you recommend? Do you have any like tips and tricks on growing trees faster? Well, normally I can just wave my hand and they grow, but you probably cannot do. He sticks his hand things. out and he's like waving it. Yeah, I don't think I can. It's not it's not working for me. Mm. <laughs> He he continues. He says, "You spoke with this this woman, you say, in the forest." Yes, I did. Did she seem hostile in any way? She seemed. Uh... Hmm. I am worried for the safety of my of my people. 
she did not... Do you think that they are in danger? She did not seem hostile. I think she was more just giving a warning. Wanted to stop things before they got to that point, I believe. And she didn't say what would happen if we were to fail to comply. No, no. She did mention war. Some sort of violence would happen. So she did threaten the town. It was more of a warning, as I said. Well, it sounds like a threat to me. I agree. Mm. I mean, a warning is not necessarily a threat. Well, how would you feel if somebody started knocking walls out of your house without permission? I would... Mayor Gregor. Well, I... I guess you're right, but... There are a lot of people in there. Hmm. These are lives you're talking about. Did she say who would rage the war? Besides just her, I'm assuming. No, but I assume... Many fae would come, probably. And how are you sure she's a fae? I don't know if she's a fae. I asked. I assumed she was, but she did not speak Sylvan, which was quite odd. You seem to be awfully trusting of this woman. Hmm. Is it because you trust all fae? No. Not necessarily. There's many mischievous ones, but... And this thing has happened, as I said before. I know these things will happen if something doesn't change. I've seen war break out between loggers and Fae. And people die on both sides. So it will happen. It is a warning. Do you think there is any way I could speak with her? Hmm. She told me she's been watching the village for quite some time now. So, possibly, but she seems to scare easily. Did she say why she wouldn't communicate with one of the townspeople themselves? Why did she Hmm. choose to speak only with you? Yes, that is an excellent question. She said she came to me because I seem to understand the plants. And I could understand her position, I believe. This is a very tough situation to be in, and I would not wish it upon any anyone else. I will, I will continue mm-hmm. in the effort here. See if we can ramp down production at all. I fear for my safety as well as those of the the town. And those businessmen are definitely not ones you want to cross. Well, you may have to look into other means of making money. Yes, or hire some sort of druids to help you plant and grow. Maybe I'll go be mayor of another town. Hmm. That is actually a good idea. If you could find some druids. Is there something Faven can roll? If there's a see if there's a druidic order nearby, or one that can make the journey. I mean, Faven would probably know those things. Yep. He grew up with a druid, so he'd probably know. 
Knowledge geography, maybe? Sure. Knowledge nature? <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the one I'm Knowledge hiring. local? Let me... I mean, knowledge nature Give me the one probably. I'm good at. <laughs> what do I got? I only have two knowledges, and nature's the only one that would work. I really love so. the players that, like, really stacked their tough guy character and try to argue to use intimidate for every skill check. Well, nature, it's druid. I, I have local, but it's Can I intimidate the nature into giving me answers? Can I, like, rack my brain and see maybe? Well, having knowledge of the natural world would probably lead I would think that would, yeah. know where druids are. Yeah, I would think that makes sense. Mostly because you I could also roll a knowledge geography. Uh, yeah, you can roll nature. You let me. Yeah, I'll let you. You'll allow it. The benevolent I'll allow GM. It. Oh, thank is you, it. gracious GM, for allowing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Wow. I'm, oh, is this good? What is it? Uh, it's pretty good. Twenty-eight. Wow. That is very good. proud of you right now, Tyler. Starting off with a bang. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, there is a druid order in Ustalov. Mm. Uh, you actually think that you've heard of one in the forest that you just came through? Oh, wow. Really? Yes, but they're f they're farther to the north uh. um, than the the uh, the werewolves. Like the werewolves are kind of. South, right, the so southern like forest, north of the the manor place. Yeah, they're north of the lodge. Of the lodge. Uh, no, the what manor? What are you What's talking his face? about? The the castle. The castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're closer to Leopardstadt. Um, you don't know their name, and they live in like you've heard stories. They live far to the north in. In the the forest of the Sherwood Forest. Yes. No. Wait. <laughs> it's not the Sherwood. Well, forest. No. Oh, it's not. Well, the you Shutterwood. actually you Shutterwood Forest. He was okay. he was close. Okay. okay. So say that line again. Yes. Do you believe that there's a group you know farther to the north, closer to Leopardstadt, uh, in the Shutterwood Forest, hmm. farther north than the werewolf tribes? Right. Um, the werewolf tribes, um, for the most part, are are more in the southern part of the forest, closer to the temple, where where you guys were at. The forest goes all the way up. You know, it extends very far north, and so there's a grove of druids. That's like the the group size. Uh, it's called a grove, mm -hmm. and so you you know that they uh, they live further north, but um, getting in contact with them, you're not sure. Hmm. There are druids nearby, but they may be challenging to contact very far north into the deep parts of the forest. It may be worth your while, though. Hmm. If you could collect some adventurers and maybe run a module, they could probably <laughs> retrieve them for you. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. I might put out a, a notice board or something. <laughs> but, uh... That's about all I know about that. Well, uh, I do appreciate your help. Um... Uh, I would like to keep in contact with you. Is there a way I can get messages to you? Uh, hmm. 
In case I have more questions. Min? Yes? Is there any way no. this man can contact us? What if we sent TikTok back occasionally? No. I wouldn't suggest that. that. That would be a bad idea. I just didn't know if there was a magical means anyone had. No, I, I don't have that kind of power. Hmm. Yet. Uh, sorry. Well, maybe I could send TikTok back and forth. Let me ask you something, Mayor Gregor. Do you have slot machines in your village? What's a slot machine? Okay, oh then gosh. maybe we can... <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a no. That's what that is. That's a no. Do you have a horse track? No, no horses. Um, do you have a dice den? No, no gambling in the town. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what the people do. On the weekends, we play poker. On the poker. weekends, I don't know. On the weekends, we play what poker um, nights we play they Gwent. have. I don't know what goes Can on in my town. Well, if you do figure something out in the future, reach out to me. Let me know that you're able to communicate with me. Uh, if I see your bird, and he, like, rubs TikTok's head as it's perched on Min's. She, that's a big bird, though. The bird's very like big bigger. Bird. Than, the bird's like bigger than Min. Uh, I don't know how he sits so comfortably on Min's shoulders. <laughs> Maybe there's a railing on this little barge and TikTok's has... on it. So Gregor rugs his his head, rustles his feathers a little bit. TikTok's um, constantly under the effects of a levitate spell, so he's just kind of <laughs> hovering there. there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in contact with you if I if I. If, if you're able to, yes, reach out to me. Let me know that I can communicate with you. In the meantime, I will I will continue the work here. Hopefully things improve in the future. Uh, but it seems that we're here. We've arrived on the other side of the river. I wish you luck going forward. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Mayor. We shall need it. My horse seems to have health problems. He's perfectly fine. <laughs> He's just named after a serious <laughs> health condition. <laughs> and you guys disembark. Uh, Gregor waves one last time. And the boat uh, makes its way back to the other side of the river. Uh, and you are now on your way to Feldgrau. Um, what's the... And so, uh, like... Like, I won't go into, like, extreme detail about what what is going on. But for the most part... Like I said, it's it's plain land. It's grassland out mm -hmm. here. Just open fields. Just open fields mm -hmm. and no no mountains in, in this area. Like there's mountains in the distance, but you're not gonna like you're not gonna hit them. It's very flat land it's like here. Kansas. Yeah. Uh yeah, like Nothing just like Kansas. Fields. And uh and uh, there's uh like a, occasionally you'll see an estate uh that a noble lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, just like these big houses and things like that. Um, and like lords and ladies and stuff like that. And, right. uh, like some ranches or yeah, something. Yeah, ranches, farmers, things like that. And you make, and so you're, you're just trotting along on your horses. It's going to take you a couple more days to get to Feldgrau. So what's the conversation like with the four of you? Well, I want to sit on, with Faven on his horse. Okay, that was the arrangement before that was yeah, the group. Yeah, I just wanted to make makeup. sure. Okay. And I am on Parad's horse telling him. And then, get this, they were roommates. 
Oh my gosh, they were roommates? They already made that joke. (laughs) (laughs) This is another pair of roommates. Repeat your stories over and over for Ron. Wait, John and Ron were roommates? Yes, they were roommates. (laughs) Oh my god. The whole time. (laughs) All along, they were roommates, and it was all a dream, but then it wasn't a dream, and they were still roommates. Man, you tell fascinating stories. Tell me one about that school again. No, no, I want to. I want to ask you a question. So they get this mad idea. To <laughs> yeah, mom, go ahead. Faven, you you spoke with that Fay woman, and you seem to, like I said, take her at her complete word. And well, I hope I'm not bringing up some. Well, I know this is a bad memory, but we saw we all saw it in Desna's temple when you had that fight with the Fay and you killed your friend. Is that why you defend the Fae so rigorously? Hmm. I just know what comes of scuffles like this. If they keep going the way they're going, it will lead to wars like like that you speak of. And if that happens, people will die. So but, but can the Fae not be not be compromised with? Can't they come to some sort of settlement Mm. with those around them? Not so much when their very livelihood is being threatened. The more the trees are cut down, the less place they have to live. The less place they have to live, the more they encroach, have to encroach back onto. But they seem to have powers to plant more trees. You told us yourself that she planted a tree, why don't they just plant more? Uh, I believe they try. You got any food in your bag, Bray? Uh, yes, I believe I have some some vittles. What you, if I ate it all right now? Uh, you would be very full. You can always cook more. Would you starve? Well, I might go a little hungry. What if I ate it again, and again, and again? Oh, I see the point you're making. I just worry that our friend here just seems to take the face side a little too easily and could be led astray. It's not necessarily the face side. What do you mean? He means he speaks for the trees. <laughs> no, I mean that that warning will save humans as well. I just picture Faven just like slowly just continue growing orange fur as this conversation goes on until he has a giant mustache. <laughs> and a bar mustache, yeah. Yeah. yellow. <laughs> you ever notice how the Lorax kind of looks like Wilford Brimley? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we pointed that out. We have, pointed that out, already. We have yeah. pointed out that he has a Wilford Brimley mustache. I just feel to caution you, my friend, because even if you lean towards a group, they can turn on you. They can turn on people who are not doing the wrong thing. So if I didn't agree with her, what do you think would happen? Oh, no, I, I I, think you did the right thing by warning them. I just worry that she's not telling you the whole truth. I think what our friend Ray is trying to get at here is that uh, even if you do believe in, in their, the same cause, uh, everyone should be, uh, t- should, should be prone to some suspicion. Exactly. Hmm. Did you question her a little bit more at all? I mean, I asked 
who she was, what she was. Did she explain how the foreman came to be killed? You said she said it was an accident, but did she give you more details? I, I believe what she said. And that therein lies the problem. I think you take them at face value. Well, even if she did kill him, it doesn't really change anything. No, but it's dangerous to take people at their absolute word. I feel you. there should always be caution. Hmm. She has no reason to lie, though. You think? What would her reason be? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just worried about you, my friend. Because I saw those visions. The same as we all did. And I worry that you have some cause you're fighting for, and you may be swayed to the wrong way. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Very good. So good, in fact. I'm going to give Mom a hero card. Hey! Finally! Finally! If Spencer can find them. Yep. They're right Woo! here. Even That's good, because I only have one left. Yeah, you use yours. Pull another strength card. We need one of those. Yeah. Uh, What'd you get? Uh, the theater. It has a little crown on it. It's a charisma. Charisma card. card. What's yep. the alignment on it? Uh, it is neutral good. Neutral nice. good. Okay, Sweet. I'll write it down and then I'll get the back to theater. it. The okay. I can put it in right now. Oh, you're gonna keep track of it. We've got the spreadsheet tracker. So uh, you continue along while you're on this dirt road. You uh, hear the sound of, of like cowbells, and and heavy hooves, and then like off in the distance you see this covered wagon being drawn by two very strong-looking oxen, and is the driver Christopher Walken? No, why? Because we heard, the first thing we heard was cowbells. Oh. Oh my gosh! Need more <laughs> Is cowbell. that the more cowbell joke? Yeah, the more cowbell joke. Uh, no, it's not Christopher Walken. No, the driver sitting on the front, holding re- the reins in his in his green hands, is a little goblin. Oh, I thought it was gonna be an orc. It's a little goblin, and goblin. he has this big sign up above the uh, his covered wagon that that says Jilks Traveling Emporium. Jilk's Traveling Jilk. Emporium. Does it say that in common? Jilk. Yes. <laughs> yes, everybody could read it. It's in okay. common, yes. <laughs> For some reason, it's written in Draconic. <laughs> some reason. You know, he has all the different translations. It's written, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got it in common, and then right below it's like six different languages. Yeah. <laughs> very accommodating goblin. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> Got a very diverse uh, clientele, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he, you know, comes up and and he sees you and he, uh, good afternoon, weary travelers. I'll give him a traditional goblin greeting. <laughs> what is happening? They're talking oh in goblin gosh. to each other. Goblin. I speak goblin <laughs> and I have no He's idea like, what you're saying. He like he pulls on the, the oxes. All they're saying is, Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> he pulls on the oxes and he's he's just continues this weird conversation with men. In goblin he says to men. Good afternoon, weary traveler. 
Might I interest you in in some goods? <laughs> what does that, that translate so to? Disgusting. What have you got? <laughs> I have many items. You are welcome to peruse. And he jumps down off the back of his... Or he jumps out the front and he walks over to the back. And he he uh, pulls this lever and this like automated ramp like shoots out, comes down. So Ooh. you can go into the back of the wagon. It's all like very like like inventor style. Uh, like he, it looks like he made it himself. Very steampunk. Yeah, very steampunk. Uh, very crude looking too. And but yeah, he's you're welcome to look in the wagon. Boom. Yes, much a few magic items. Yes. Well, very good. Your goblin is excellent. Be <laughs> Min, be careful. Don't take candy from strangers. <laughs> So if you are wanting to buy something, this is just like an opportunity to to buy something. There's nothing crazy in here, but if you need like spell components or or like like ammunition or something like that, now would be the time to get it. Um, he might have like a couple uh, smaller magical items that you could purchase, uh, but he doesn't like as as far as like mechanics go, he's not like. His gold value of his shop is not insane. It's just, it's very mediocre. Ray wants to buy some apples. Okay. Uh, yes, these are these are fine apples. I, I fine picked these goblin apples I picked from the these junkyard. Just the other day, <laughs> from my goblin junkyard. <laughs> apple cores. Ew, those are my favorite kind of apples. <laughs> I never introduced myself, but the name is Juke. Nice to meet you, Jilk. Thank you. And kind this of is assume. my traveling emporium. <laughs> the sign, the, yes, the sign. Says oh, you it. saw the sign, did you? It, yes, it's. it's I'm, really I painted big. that myself. One could hardly fail to notice with all the lettering and, and explanations of your name and your emporium. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully those other languages are spelled correctly. <laughs> I'm surprised you were able to write all those languages. Yeah, I had to have someone else help me. I it's like going and getting a tattoo in Chinese, and you're not—you don't speak Chinese, and so you get a tattoo, and it actually says like Captain Crunch or something like that. Well, I <laughs> you think it says like peace or serenity in Chinese, <laughs> but in reality, it just says I'm a loser. <laughs> well, I can tell you, whoever gave you your August translation was correct. Oh yes, oh, very good, very good to know. Yes. Uh, the, the, the half-orcs appreciate that when when they see that. Isn't that right, fellow? And he, like, jabs you in the in the leg with his elbow. <laughs> and your gnomish one is correct also. It's very welcoming to have several languages on one sign. Mm. It's a point. I, you know, it's a traveling business. So I got to make sure that I, I appeal to as many people as possible. Otherwise, this, I don't get food. This Elvis one seems... Uh, that's right, yeah. Never mind. Is it off? I need you to tell me if it's off. I need to fix it. <laughs> it just says in Elvish, don't buy from this guy. <laughs> but he can't read wow. it. <laughs> so the elves don't trust him, but everybody else does. <laughs> is, it, is it wrong? Do I need no, to it's, oh. it's oh. quite accurate. All right. Well, okay. okay. Good to know. I, I'm glad. I had to get that from, from an elf. Yeah, I imagine you did. Well, uh... Yeah. Uh, so you go in. You you uh, get whatever you need. Um, 
if you do need anything. And then uh, he says, well, uh, uh, thanks, for, thanks for stopping. Thanks for shopping. Hmm. And uh, tell all your friends about Jukes Traveling Emporium. I hope well, to see you around. <laughs> I'm a traveling, I'm a traveling shop owner, so maybe the GM will bring me back later. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we won't kill him this time, like Jerry. Uh, just curious, did he have some expensive incense and four pieces of ivory? Asking for a friend. <laughs> How much do they cost? What's the gold value on those? The incense is two hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, he would have that. And the pieces of ivory are 50 each. He would and have that. And you have enough money? Yes, I you do. You don't have to borrow from anyone, huh? Okay. Uh, yep. No, he would have that. I think the most expensive item he'd have would be like like 1,500 gold pieces, so probably nothing above that. That'll get you a plus one weapon, usually. But I'm a very convenient NPC, you see. I see. <laughs> I provide exposition and character dialogue no, for no, you to continue no, your quest. No exposition, just goods. <laughs> so are you going to show up at all the save points now? <laughs> I just might, yes. <laughs> Could you perhaps look for prickly pears along your way? I love prickly pear. I uh, got a couple in the back right now. Oh, let me purchase those then before I leave. Okay, just remember, Ray, when you when you pick a pawpaw or a prickly pear and you pick a raw pod, be Next sure to beware. Next time beware. I have heard that saying. You don't need, <laughs> don't pick a prickly pear with the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use your claw. But you don't need to use your claw if you pick a pair of the big pawpaw. I have. I've heard that rhyme before. It oh. is very clever. Oh, good. I have given you a clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> uh, so, well, I, I'll be seeing you, folks. Uh, safe travels out there. Thank you very much. Be safe yourself. And, and uh, just to be sure, we did get a scroll of teleport uh, teleportation from that guy, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it's did on, we? It's on min spell list. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, he little... now knows how to cast teleport, and we can go anywhere we want <laughs> in the world. That's a little high level. Nope, it's yeah, not. He has a scroll. Say, he can cast it at any time in any place. It's just a lot of trinkets and stuff like that, nope, mostly. No, he He's got that, scroll. Yeah. He had nice that one try. scroll. The nice only try. scroll he yeah, had was a scroll of fancy. teleport. Nothing really fancy. He just has the bare necessities. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> that was a very. <laughs> I was wondering oh when that was gonna God. come out. Uh, so you guys continue along and you camp for the night. So Philip talked to me in between sessions. That's kind of why I had this traveling merchant come through. You know, being the GM, I can do whatever I want. And a big and shout out to our patron. Yes, and thank you, Brian, for the character submission. Uh, Jilk the Goblin did come from our Patreon, so if you would like to have a character, um, a monster name, check out the Patreon, and you might hear me do a horrible voice for the character. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys camp for the night, and like I said, Philip told me in between sessions that he wanted to try something. So explain uh, to me again, as well as the listeners, what it is you wanted to do. And we have to take this opportunity as a very special event because Spencer was actually nice to us for once and gave us an NPC for exactly what we needed. Yay! Yay if I Spencer. could, I would give Spencer a hero card. Yeah, I'll give myself a hero card. That's a great idea. Okay, pick your hero card and I'll put it on the tracker. Ooh. 
I got the Inquisitor. You do not need an arrow card. You have all power. Just gonna use that in the next boss fight. Yeah, you're omnipotent. This Inquisitor lets me do anything I want. Thank you. So murdered the entire party in one fell swoop. It sounds like a GM card. Yeah. So last week, Philip. Uh, in between sessions came to me and and said he wanted to do something. So explain to me again and the listeners what it is uh, you wanted to do. I'm, I'm going to act it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so while they're cooking, they get a different scent that's not what they're cooking. It's this really strong... Uh, the, the really strong scent of incense. And when they look over, Min has a couple of little sensors set up in a circle, and he's lighting the incense while also trying to scratch an array onto the ground. <laughs> a you, circle of are sorts. Are you using the ivory? Yes. To scratch the circle? Yes, I believe that's ground? what it's for. Okay. Parad, it's what famous. is Min doing over there? Should we even ask? Uh, I'm afraid. Him? You've never seen him do this before. No, and uh, I'm a bit wary of what he's doing. And I don't recall any of this in the journal, Min doing anything. I didn't read about him doing anything like this in the journals. From like 30 feet away, we're just going to yell, Min, what are you doing over there? (laughs) Did you want some pork? It's almost gone. Making a ritual. (laughs) For why? For Ray. Well, we have your dinner ready. Oh, for Ray. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should probably eat. This is going to take about an hour. An hour? Yes, well, no one wants to cast magic on an empty stomach. Then come eat and tell us what you're doing and how am I involved. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Are you casting a spell on Ray? Not really casting a spell on Ray, casting a spell with Ray. Oh, joined together. And does Ray have a say in this? Mailwage. <laughs> we gathered two together. Well, that, that depends. Do you want to find out who your family or is? Or some of her memories. Like, where you came from? Well, hmm. I don't know. They didn't seem very nice. Why would I want to know them? Just but then... To find out who you are. That might help a little bit. All I have to go on are these silly journals, which obviously aren't me at all. Yeah, that that might be helpful. I've been trying to find my friend Artrilla. So far, nothing. But I think the closer we come to finding out who you actually are... Ooh, this is good. The closer we are to finding her, and the closer you get to that throne you want. Ooh, I like mm. your train of thinking. So here's the thing. There is a spell that can that can help but i don't have the power to do it by myself but the thing is with my time magic and your ability to reach into the past or your divination if we put it together in this ritual we might be able to pull off something similar Ooh, that sounds actually a little bit thrilling Yes, yes. Let's uh-huh. do it. Okay. We're it gonna... won't harm the other two, will will it? Will they be able to participate or watch or see what we see? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how this works. <laughs> You've never done this. You've never done this spell before? Well, no, it's not a spell. It's a ritual. Oh, the ritual. So you've never done this before. So how do you know about it? Now I'm getting a little bit nervous. 
It's a way. It's a way of casters to combine their power to uh, achieve something normally beyond what they can do by themselves. Sounds fascinating. Mm. But the thing is, um, you kind of have to make up the rules as you go. Well, you're very good at that, <laughs> so we shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, Min just makes up the rules of time all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> well, you guys go ahead and try at least. Prod and I will hold down the fort while you're doing so. I don't think it's terribly dangerous. Well. Prod, cremate me when I don't survive <laughs> this, please. And carry me in your backpack I until you reach an ocean and then spread my ashes. Parade and I will smack whatever. If that is what you wish, I I've shall never, do it for you. I've never been to the ocean that I can recall, so I would like to end my days there. Okay. If either one of you passes out, we shall be here to smack you awake. Thank you. I appreciate your concern. No black eyes, but I uh, can't promise no yes, split Yes, please, lips. stay away from the face. The Parade. face, even though it is a gnome, is quite lovely. Yes. So, uh, tell me how this works, then. So I know <clears throat> what is going on. Oh, I want him to act it out. I'm well, excited. I need to know mechanically. <laughs> okay. I need to know what he's roll, what he needs to roll for, and and this that. ritual is going to take an hour. Okay. And we both. I'm the primary caster, and Ray is the secondary caster. Okay. Which means she is allowed to make these rolls with me. Okay. Uh, is it like an aid? <laughs> where she rolls and it's like a plus two to you? or No, is this it... is one where she can actually make the, the skill checks. Okay. Um, and what's the skill check that you'll be rolling? There are six, actually. Okay. Good and night. for rituals to work, you need to pass at least half of them. So three. Yes. Okay. The skill checks are knowledge history, knowledge arcana, and knowledge nobility. Okay. So, is it two of each of those? Yep, two of each. Okay. All right. Um, so, wow. act, describe, and then what it, What? Uh, what does it do if you succeed? Uh, it will act as the spell Legend Lore. Okay. What is Legend Lore? <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <sighs> well, if you turn to page 498 of your textbook... <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a little brief synopsis. Core room. There will be no silly wand waving or incantations <laughs> in this class. classroom. <laughs> Please turn your your textbooks to 394. You would know that in the event of a perfect isosceles triangle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought you were serious for I a second. I was serious. like, how boring. <laughs> Rest in peace. Legend Alan lore Newton. brings to mind <laughs> legends about an important person, place, or thing. Okay. See, during the casting, you cannot engage in other than routine activities, eating some blah, 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 blah. So it gives you information about uh, per the people that you're looking, that you're trying to get information about. Yes. Detailed information. Okay. How much? Their name, their coat of arms, where, they, where they're stationed. Okay. And maybe, like, just a, their general reputation. Depends on, a lot of it depends on how famous they are. Uh, so let's do the checks then. So, so describe what's going on. You find out their whole like political status, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like I imagine, I'd get a lot if they are very famous. But if they're not, then right. I would just get their genuine, gen general reputation, their name, their coat of arms, where they are, because of who we're targeting. We're targeting Ray's family. So Min. So and you each make 
all six checks. Okay, Zachary. No, we, we using choose. the dice you chose, oh. Lucky Head. Okay, so oh, you, you choose. Do you so just want to do one of each? It's two nobility. Yes, two nobility. And does it ma- does it matter which, which I actually don't have? Does it matter which three uh. you succeed on? Uh, no. As long as we as long succeed as you succeed on half three or more. And what's the DC on these? Twenty five. Twenty five. And All I right. actually don't have knowledge nobility. Neither do I. So you you, you can't do this. We then. can't do it. So you can't even Our do it. Trilla could have. I guess oh, not. I, unless we want to make those four and you hope that do, we do it. You can't do history instead of of nobility. History is already, already one check. of them. Oh. And then what was the other one? Huh? What was nope. the other one? Arcana. 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 I've history got Arcana and, Arcana and I've got history. I just don't have nobility. Oh crap. So you'll have to roll. Neither do I. You'll have to roll on those four then, and you'll have to get three of the four that you roll on. Which means the chance of failure is higher. Okay. Because neither of you have nobility. It's gonna hurt if we fail. Okay. It's gonna hurt if we succeed too. All okay, right. Okay. So what am I rolling? Go on? for so it. So Min and Ray enter the circle, and Min teaches her like a pattern to walk in, and teaches her a chant, and they both like do it together. And this goes on for like an hour until they're like joined in the middle of the circle. And their Can you imagine the two little three foot things in this little circle walking around, <laughs> chanting, holding hands? So uh, we Let did, uh, we did some off air discussion. We, and so if it sounds a little cut there, that's why uh, we were discussing hero cards and things like that. They've got they've got a couple hero cards that they can use uh, that allow them to re-roll. And then we also have two rune stones. One of them is a group rune stone, and the other one is just Zachary's. So you've got some some uh, some leeway, but we did learn that Mom and Philip do not have uh, knowledge nobility. So in order for this ritual to succeed, you have to roll three or more, but you're only getting four checks. Mm-hmm. So is. question about the rune stones, actually. Uh, was it just that they could be used for any hero card, or do they also any have a, a card bonus ability. effect? Nope, just okay. any hero yeah, card Yeah, that's ability. why they're so amazing. Yeah. That's why I barely hand those out. I, Let me I, roll first to see if I aid you. Is that okay? N- no, he needs to roll first, first and, and then, then I yeah. Well, you okay. need to roll at the same time. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Knowledge Arcana. So here's roll one for the Knowledge Arcana. Did you fail? I failed. What'd you roll? A 17. Total, yeah, that Total. won't even work yeah. with, the, with the aid. Okay, I don't even know. If wow, I you aided. suck today. So, are you using a card for this one? <laughs> Here comes the next knowledge. So, arcana. are you using your? You can fail one. Failure. You can only allow. fail one. And I got okay. it right out of the gate. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, that was better. That was a thirty. So, so that one a, succeeds, and I got thirteen. So does that? So that yes. succeeds. So okay. that's an eighteen because you, you have plus five. So 18 total. If it's over oh. 10, you aid. Yes. And okay, it gives so I gives Philip a plus two to his roll. Awesome. So there's two. That's 32 okay. total. Uh, check number three. Is this is this the history. history? Okay. Yes. Come on, history buff. Are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I totally aid you. Okay. We made it. That was 19 on the die. Okay. So the second one succeeds. So you've succeeded two. You failed one. Uh, mm. Roll the last with one to go. Check, please. This is the last knowledge. Uh, history. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just roll the die. Don't drag it. Don't out. fail, please. Gosh dang it! <laughs> that was a four. <laughs> no. <laughs> so nineteen. So nineteen total. Total. So you fail the second one. 
the third you mean one. The fourth, the fourth I'm sorry, one. The wow, the fourth one. Even if I ate him. Yeah, even okay. if you yeah. ate him, because it's DC twenty-five. Oh, that's yep. right. That would so, only give you a twenty-one. So we're we gonna use some hero. We're we gonna use a hero card. Yes. Or are you gonna fail? Can we? What What do we have? In the our crown. You got the charisma to charisma. re-roll this check. We both okay. have a charisma, so. Okay. So. You want to use yours or mine? I'll use mine because okay. I kind of forgot I even had it. So, so take that's the his marriage. off. And this Let's was my off. idea, so. Okay. Phil is using us. Let marriage bring us together <laughs> today. Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> are we ready? Ready. A dream within a dream. I hope it fails. Nope. I totally <laughs> ate you. Please pass. Would you roll on the die? Oh, Come on. 16. Well. Oh, that's funny. That's what I rolled. Okay. So, success on the third. All there right. you go. So, this magical energy yeah. between our joined hands just explodes in the middle of us, and we both take 2d6 points of damage. I'll roll it. Wow. Spencer's taking you control. Both take 2d6. Nine. Yep. Everyone involved in the race. Is ritual. that lethal damage? Yes. Okay. Lethal damage. You both take nine damage. We took nine. There's a little bit of backlash from every ritual you do. Yeah, that's nice. It's are, worse if you fail. Yeah, we yeah, are experimenting okay. with un- untested Whoa! magic. <laughs> These are uncharted just, waters! I imagine it like blasting both of us backwards and we both land on our land on our backs. Barat, did you see that? That was amazing! So you are thrown backwards from each other and you land on the edge of the circle on your backs. And as you're pushed away from each other, in a split second, you learn some information. You get the information that you were hoping for. You learn that the name you heard in the vision, the Pontius family. Um, Sounds chelation. Uh it is Chalation. Ooh, I'm good. But they don't live in... They didn't live in, in Chelyax. They actually lived in Ustalov. And uh, they were, like, outside... Uh, they couldn't They couldn't be nobles themselves because they didn't... They, were, they weren't from Ustalov. And, but they, they owned a lot of property here. And they... You know, that estate you saw and everything like that. Just very wealthy, uh, very very influential family. Their history was that they uh, were uh, like a family of, of powerful magic users. Uh, and, and the talk that you get from this ritual, like, oh, I really like this, this setting it up this way. Almost like a like a Professor X when he's in uh, the computer. What's the computer's name? Cerebro. Cerebro. And you're, so you're like hearing voices and like people talking about these people. So it's coming from from other sources. But the you know the talk that you hear in your head is by virtue uh, of their reputation. Yeah, uh, that they were very powerful magic users. And uh, and the, you know the talk that people said was that it. It had to do with something in their blood, that that somewhere along the the line, something, you know, someone someone along the line, you know, mated with something, and then, and then now these, these uh, all like the offspring something intermingled yes, with their inter- family with tree. With their family tree, yes. Thank you. And so, like something in their blood uh, is is what makes them very powerful. Do they know what it was? Um. The people believe it had something to do with demons. 
uh, and, uh, yeah, something to do with demons, and, uh, the voices, like, continue to speak to you, and... So this was a feared family. Very. Very feared, but also very respected, um, cause, just because of the, the power that they held and the titles that they had, um... In Ustalav and Chelyak, yes. so it's virtually the same thing. Yes. And, uh... As the voices continue telling you this information, the most interesting thing that you learn is that somewhere along the line, the main, like, family, uh, they were all killed. And so the speed, the talk changes to that. People saying that... They're all dead. That they died. That the family was was killed. What wiped them out? You just hear monsters in your head, and maybe you're like speaking to them, and so like you're you're the, in your head. So it's just men and this these voices, and you're you're talking to these voices. Psychic remnants of conversations long past. And so you hear monsters, and uh, but you don't hear anything about Ray, like. Like a, like a daughter or anything like that. You just hear about the mother and father and their son a lot. And that kind of swirls around you. And you get this, this brief glimpse into the lives of this very influential, very powerful family. And just as you're separating in like a split second just like a flash in your brain after the voices like this all happens very quickly and so the the you're after you come to you're probably processing the information but uh it's all very fresh and you're able to process it very well and as you break away from each other there's like a like a spark between min and ray maybe like a flash in your subconscious vision that you're having right now standing in this dark place, and the two of you share a memory. We see this raven-haired girl, and then the scene like focuses on her, and then it starts to build around her and develop more clearly. Oh, how I wish I could go back to my non-existence, wished the raven-haired girl as she tried to melt into the background. It wasn't terribly hard right now, as the colors and music of the traveling caravan filled the woodland clearing on her family's estate. She quickly raised her eyes and peeked through her lashes at the extravagant swirling around her. The smells of exotic spices and rich sugary sweets and the sharp smoke smell of roasted meats wafted past her nose as she glanced at the acrobats and curious performers practicing their acts around the collection of wagons, carts, and brightly patched together tents. These portable shows had always been welcome at the manor home of Lord and Lady Pontius and their son Maximilius. Everyone who was anyone waited for the much-anticipated invitation to join in the festivities, for it was known throughout the area that fortunes could be made or destroyed at one of the functions hosted by the powerful and renowned family of sorcerers. Norette was allowed the privilege, normally denied her, because her parents were planning to align forces with a noble wizarding family, thus further ensuring the high position of power and influence they already possessed. Norette was merely a pawn in her parents' game of intrigue. 
She knew already at the age of 11 that her betrothal and marriage were a mere two or three years away. She also knew that her circumstances would hardly improve once she was married. She would still be treated as just a beautiful possession, expected to decorate but never participate in the world around her. Her oracle powers suppressed and only brought forward as frivolous party tricks to humor and amuse influential guests. Nobody come here, came the surly command of her pompous pampers and vicious brother Maximilius. She knew better than to delay for even a moment. The fading bruises hidden well on her body reminded her to do what she was told the first time. She gingerly proceeded to the secluded area away from the crowds of party-goers. This was not the first act of violence Maximilius had forced her to witness. She was sure it wouldn't be the last. Her brother and his gang of boot-licking minions and latest female conquests had encircled a young gnome with shockingly bright pink hair. Norette recognized her as a performer with the caravan. She had been able to gather large crowds whenever it was her turn to perform. Her lovely, lilting voice was almost hypnotic, whether she was singing a sophisticated ballad or a simple folk song. She watched silent and immobile as her brother and his group ridiculed the gnome and her deity. Norette could almost feel the sting of the slaps landing on the girl's face from her brother. Several drops of blood ran down her throat as Maximilius swiftly pressed his dagger to her throat. Norette had missed the command from her brother, but recoiled as the acrid smell of boiling tar was carried past her in a ladle. The next moments were a blur for Norette, but when it was finished, the figure in the black coat, cloak had thrust a knife through her brother's heart, struck down and killed the other torturers, and whisked the gnome child away. This devastatingly loud crash of such magic and power had caused chaos amidst the revelry. A servant from the manor, stumbling through the forest to either search for the commotion or to run away from it, Norette couldn't be sure, tripped over her brother's lifeless body. Once at the manor, the lord and lady made short work of the wounds. Norette was punished severely and spent the next several days in the solitary room. A windowless, featureless, dark, empty room in the manor designed just for her. The lady said it was because she had failed to ring the alarm when the shrouded figure arrived and nearly took her their precious son from them. Of course, they never expected her to challenge the stranger. The merest suggestion that she was able to act with such force was laughable and ridiculous to her family. From that moment on, however, Norette began to cherish her time in the room. Of course, she never made the lord or lady aware of this fact, or they would have devised a new way to punish her. For hereafter, whenever she was locked in the solitary room, she would conjure up the memory in all its colors and details. She would study the cruel actions of her brother, the panic and defiance in the gnome's eyes, and the overwhelming power and control of the individual in black. But mostly, she would wonder with amazement and a dawning realization of the inner workings of her disused heart at the small smile of admiration and greed on her own lovely face. This shared memory begins to fade away and Min and Ray, lying on their backs, open their eyes and blink for a few moments, staring up at the night sky and the stars far away. Parade and Faven rush over to them and we'll see you next week. Uh, what? Rude. Hmm.
New discoveries abound in this week's episode. Tune in next week to find out how our brave adventurers process all this new information. See you then.